from Women's Health Australia. This is our new uninterrupted episode called The Drop-In, where we say hey and chat about an issue affecting your health and wellness. I'm Deputy Editor Lisa Gebilagin. That sound you're listening to right now is what I imagined the dolphins swimming in the Venice canals to sound like. Happily squeaking away as Italy's COVID-19 lockdowns cleared not only the streets of people, but the waterways of pollution. It was March 20 when this story came out, two days before non-essential services were shut down in New South Wales and Victoria, and two days after Tassie closed its borders. And that little bit of happy news was such a welcome reprieve from all the devastating stories and from my own obsessing over all the worst-case scenarios. Yeah, so I quickly found out that it was fake news. But it did remind me of how important it is to still appreciate the good among all the fear. And while dolphins might not be swimming in the canals of Venice, there is this verified piece of news. Indian residents can see the Himalayas for the first time in 30 years. Because of the coronavirus lockdown, there's not as much air pollution around India. So the skies are blue and the Himalayas are in sight. That's Lottie DL from online eco-store Banish. And it's not just in India where the environment is getting a breather. So NASA first reported that it was seeing a reduction in air, um, in air pollution over Wuhan at the start of March. And now they are seeing this widespread across the world. Did you get that warm feeling in your chest from hearing that? I did. And I've been making more of an effort to ensure I get these little doses of that warm feeling throughout the day by appreciating what I can. Like going for bike rides with my husband, doing yoga in my pyjamas, catching up with girlfriends on Zoom, and here's a kicker for me, making friends with a magpie who comes to visit the tree by our balcony. I seriously call out, hey magpie, and the magpie turns to me as if it's saying hello. It is so cool. I asked the women's health team to find out what little things are helping them get through to. This is our digital content manager, Lauren. So I feel a little bit guilty saying this because I know so many people are going through a really rough time at the moment and I'm incredibly privileged um, to be in the position that I am in, but I'm actually finding a lot of joy in this period. Um, I'm probably what you would call an extroverted introvert introvert or an ambivert. Um, although I'm very loud and outgoing, I definitely recharge my batteries at home and by being alone. And one way that I'm finding joy is by downloading one of my favorite old school games, um, which is Sims. So I'm playing a lot of Sims 4 at the moment and I'm getting to live vicariously through my Sims because they can go outside, they can go to the pub, they can go to the gym um, while I'm sitting in bed wrapped up in my pajamas. And this is our features editor, Alex, whose voice you'll recognize as one of our uninterrupted hosts. She recently moved back home to the UK and even though I'm really missing my desk buddy, she's loving being in the same time zone as her family and friends. Even though we can't see each other, we're FaceTiming and calling and doing quizzes and stuff all the time and being able to chat to my little baby nephew and my grandma and stuff, which is great. Also, extra public service announcement is finding out funny things like if um, one iPhone user texts the words pew pew to another iPhone user, then really beautiful pictures of lasers come up. (laughs) Pew pew. There you go. Bye. Yep. Pew pew, Alex. But what about the people who are working on the front lines, like those working in our hospitals? This is my friend Vic. She's a registered nurse who works at a specialist emergency clinic in Sydney and has also worked in emergency departments for most of her career. 
you know, a pandemic is such uncharted territory for all of us, um, particularly an emergency. Um, we've never really prepared for this, you know. I, I, did, I certainly didn't. In my training, there was certainly no mention of a pandemic. So, you know, here we are. Like many, if not all of us, she's also felt really anxious during this uncertain time, but she's also felt really connected. She celebrated her birthday in ISO with Zoom drinks, as we all do these days, and she's regularly checking in with her friends and family. That feeling of connection she feels extends across the world too. And and just with social media, I feel really connected to nurses and frontliners on the other side of the world as well. You know, I, I feel... I don't know, like we can almost globally support each other um, through such a strange time. And, and I think at home as well, it's the little rituals that we've created that are really comforting. Uh, I've got a decontamination routine down down pat um, when I come home from work. So I just strip off all my clothes at the door. They go straight into the washing machine. Shoes come off. They're disinfected. And then I do a nudie run through the house. And Dan's usually got the shower up and hot and running. So I can just jump straight in, which is cute. And, you know, we have a bit of a laugh about it. And I think it's those little things that are sort of making me, you know, you just see the, little, the, the bright little things that, you know, in every day and then on a professional level I thought really hard and there's there's sort of one word that just jumps to the forefront of my mind when I think about it and I think it's just it's resourcefulness in such a dynamic changing environment I've just seen people absolutely rise to the challenge um the private emergency department I work with actually set up a government funded covid clinic in the car park in in a matter of days how how amazing is that and then there are those businesses diversifying into healthcare as well. I've seen gin distilleries making hand sanitizers, manufacturers making masks and gowns where they, they never have before. They've never manufactured these, manufactured these things before um, to distribute. And I, I feel so in awe of the adaptability that I've seen from people in this last few weeks. Really, it's... It feels like we're like we've all come together and we're 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 here for battle. Like masks on, gowns on, game faces on, and we're we're just here and we're ready for it. I absolutely love Vic's attitude. So what is it about holding on to these small moments that's really essential right now? I spoke to Dr. Addie Wooten, the CEO of Smiling Mind, a non-for-profit meditation app developed by psychologists. Well, we know um, that humans are actually designed um, or, you know, have this innate uh, frame of reference that actually tends to focus on the negative. So we call it the negativity bias. And so what that means is that throughout the day, we're actually much more likely to focus on things that don't go so well. So we have to train ourselves to focus on the positive or on the good parts of life. And when we do that, a whole range of benefits flow from that. Focusing on on good things can actually generate physical changes in our body. So we have um, different hormones that are released when we're, when we're thinking about or paying attention to good things versus stressful things. Um, and we can see the impact of that on our physical body. So we might feel less stressed, less tight, less tense. Uh, we also know that when we focus on the good things and we train ourselves to do that regularly, that we actually start to shift that negativity bias away from being negative and to the more positive end of the spectrum. So focusing on the positive becomes more and more natural, which leads to feelings of gratitude, connection with others, uh, improved self-esteem, uh, 
um, and and greater sense of contentment or happiness, um, which are obviously really good emotions or states of mind to cultivate. How do you help people make the differentiation between having a positive mindset and just being deluded? Kind of like how <laughs> you know how Trump is. You could say that he was being positive that New York would be out of lockdown before Easter, but he was being a bit deluded in that case. So how how can we make sure that we're not that we're also acknowledging? Yeah, shit is bad, but you know there's still some good things going on as well. Yeah, <laughs> great question. Um, I think it's really important not to be deluded. And I also think it's probably it's probably not the best to try and be positive all the time. Um, mm. it's, it's about being realistic uh, and trying to, to learn to not let your thoughts run away with you. So when we feel anxious or worried, it's often because we're, our, our mind has taken over and we're thinking about the future, often predicting like bad stuff happening. Um, or we might be worrying about the past and rehashing something that we did or something that we might have said that we wish we hadn't. Um, So I think the best approach is actually to try and stay pretty balanced and and real. So, you know, acknowledge when you're feeling stressed out or you're not having the best day, and that's okay. You don't have to try and give yourself a pep talk all the time. But when we focus on small things and things that are in our control right now. So what we're doing right now, it actually gives us that balance naturally. So it means that we, we, we recalibrate, calibrate how we're feeling. It it gives us that, that balance point. Um, So I, yeah, I think it's about being real more than being positive. And when we're real, it also helps us slow down a little bit and pay attention to the things that we we are probably, you know, realistically really grateful for, um, you know, things like having a house that we can we can work from or having really great friends that we can call on if we need to. Um, it's those simple things that can give us that really good perspective. Appreciating the small things goes for birthdays too. I was scrolling through Instagram a couple of weeks ago when I noticed my fave meditation junkie, Caitlin Katie, who I interviewed a few episodes back. And if you haven't listened to it, definitely check it out because that interview had such an effect on me. Anyway, she was celebrating family birthdays at home in great style. For my mom's, you know, we dressed, we did fancy dress, so... I wore a full-length gold sequin gown, as you do. As you do. Um, (laughs) My birthday party was a surprise 80s karaoke party. Um, Fun. Super fun. Luckily, I have a leotard and leggings and a headband in my wardrobe. Mm. Um, So I came prepared. (laughs) Um, And yeah, we just like downloaded... My husband had downloaded this karaoke app and... It was, it was hilarious. We had so much fun. <laughs> That's so gorgeous. Because I think a lot of people just wouldn't be bothered to make an effort, but this seems like a really good reason to do something special. Like even if you're stuck at home, you can do something fun about it, you know? So I think it's really important to celebrate um, for so many different reasons in terms of our well-being and um, a f- sense of connection and staying positive, but it's also really an opportunity for us to grow and understand the relationship, um, between, you know, joy and grief or joy and sadness or delight and sadness. Um, you know, that, that these, 
challenging times actually bring into focus what we're grateful for. And the reasons that we often have to celebrate are even more meaningful than they were before. So think about birthdays or anniversaries. These are both milestones. They're rites of passage that we celebrate through ritual. And that ritual usually involves cake. And I'm always in for cake. So it's like, (laughs) how could you pass up that opportunity? But seriously, you know, celebration is a ritual that brings more meaning and connection and reverence to our lives. And it's, you know, it's fair to say that those are really important themes now more than ever. And I know that, you know, for some people, it can feel weird to celebrate when it feels like the world is spiraling out of control. Um, But I love this quote from John O'Donohue that says, a life without delight is only half a life. And I think that this is really an, this was really eye opening for me. You know, I lost my brother suddenly a year ago and the relationship between joy and grief, my understanding of it really changed with that. I, I always thought one canceled out the other. And, you know, what I came to understand is that joy and grief or sadness or, you know, fear, they don't necessarily, they don't cancel each other out, but they sort of just take turns leading in this dance of life. So at any moment, we can choose to let joy take the lead. And I think it's really important that we give ourselves permission for that. Got that, everyone? You can let go of the guilt. You have total permission to feel some joy, even in the midst of all this sadness. Whether it's the pew pew on your iPhone like Alex, playing Sims 4 like Lauren, doing a nudie run through your home after work like Vic, celebrating the birthdays of your loved ones. Alex will be back on Monday chatting to netball legend Laura Geitz. In the meantime, if you'd love more from Women's Health, find us online at womenshealth.com.au, on Instagram at womenshealthaus, or grab a digital copy of the mag at isubscribe.com.au. And if you have a second, please leave us a rating. We would absolutely, absolutely appreciate it. Thank you for listening, and I'll leave you with one more piece of joy, this time from our editor, Jackie. See you next time. I've been living for JVN from Queer Eye's daily coffee dance on Insta Stories every morning. They're so filled with joy, positivity, power ballads, and cat videos, you can't help but smile and feel good about the world in general.